0: All the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. O righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know that you sent me. I have revealed you to them and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them and I will be in them. Let us pray. Lord our God, we are so grateful that we can be able to gather here today for what is most important in the world, and that is your word, because it's your word that brought everything into being. It's your word that gives us life and light. It's your word that brings love into our hearts. Lord, your word brings us grace upon grace every single day. And so, Lord, we gather around this word, knowing how valuable this word is, how we can nourish from this word, how we can be strengthened by the word. And Lord Jesus, I pray, may you help each and every one of us to catch the truths of the word that is being proclaimed today, so that we are truly the kind of people that you want us to be. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Everyone say, Amen. "Amen, Amen." So I want to speak about <clears throat> the vastness of the creation of God, and it is very obvious that God is the one who brought all of, all of the things into being. Don't switch on, please. There's a short circuit. Okay. You know, there are some things that we human beings made, they're not so good. Okay, they always have uh, their, their, their issues, uh, they their need maintenance. What God makes is perfect. Amen? Okay, we're always reminded, you know, certain things break down, certain things don't work, certain things are not the way they are supposed to be. But uh, God's creation is perfect. Now, we stand amazed at the magnificent universe that God has created for us. One may wonder why did God create such a vast universe when we are just so tiny human beings that cannot even see the end of the universe, that cannot even see the boundaries of what God has created. Well, I cannot give you an answer to that except to say that there will be a time when we will explore the greatness of God in a way that we cannot do today. But there are some things that we can already be able to see. And I brought you a few pictures from the universe. So I want to ask my brother Peter to put them on the screen. Okay. Uh, This is just to give us an idea. Maybe you have seen them already. Maybe you have already, uh, you know, uh, explored some of these things. You know, uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, they sent uh, some, Telescope into the space and it made pictures uh, that were very powerful. But recently, they sent a space telescope uh, into orbit, into space, deep into space, about one million miles away. And that's where it takes pictures and sends them back to Earth. And so, um, I wanted to just show you, in case some of you have not seen these pictures, uh, you know, when we see these pictures, we see the vast expanse of what God has created, we, we are just observers, we, we just feel so tiny and so small when we look at those pictures, okay, okay, uh, maybe we can switch o- off the light here a bit, so that it comes out a bit clearer, so you know these are the depths of the universe, okay, and uh, it's amazing how, how these uh, pictures show the vastness of, of, of God's creation, you know, all these dots around there, they are stars, and this cloud is full of stars. You know, there are billions and billions of stars. No one can count them. Okay, maybe we can go to the, another one. Okay, so you can see there are some, some formations in the universe which really we, we, we don't fully understand. In fact, this particular um, uh, picture. There are so many other pictures that will later on come. They are called the pillars of creation. The pillars of creation. So, in, in fact, even the science, scientists they recognize that these things must have been created. They didn't come on their own. They were not just, you know, boom, appearing and they were there. But they were they were created by our God. Okay, and all of these different kind of shapes, you know, these are uh, distances that we cannot really fathom, that we cannot really understand. It's far, far, far away. Uh, and, and yet, you know, all of these are made by God. And, and when we are looking at, this, at these pictures, there is no beginning and there is no end. We cannot see where it started. We cannot see where it ends because the universe is still expanding even today. So maybe we can look at another one. Okay, so here you can see the pillars of creation. Now this is a little bit of a different angle. Let's go on. Okay, this is a picture of Jupiter. Okay, with that VSM uh, telescope. So we can see it much closer, even so it's very far away. Okay, let's, let's go on. Okay, so you can see there are some very, very bright stars. You know, these dots which are there, they are very, very bright stars. Probably far brighter than even our sun. And then, of course, all these, uh, you know, which looks like clouds, there are small stars, small, you know, planets or whatever they are, you know, which we cannot even uh, differentiate with our eyes. And you can see there are all kind of different shapes and different uh, shades of colors. That's amazing. And all of this is created by our God, Okay. Okay, again here you see this, uh, what they call the pillars of creation in a different way. What wonders? What is this? Okay. I can't explain to you. I'll ask God when I get there. Okay, to give me some explanation why it is shaped like like this. But whatever it is, you know, it is definitely magnificent. And unfortunately, you know, uh, our screen. Doesn't shine so so well, but it is already well uh, visible what is there. But you know, if you see this in, in its its full you know uh, colors, uh, with more shiny. It's it's absolutely amazing. Okay, let's go a little further. Okay, again we see another angle, and you know you can see all these dots. These are stars. Okay, I'm sure. All of us, we have looked at the night sky at one time or the other, and I remember when I was a child, we sometimes uh, took turns to count the stars. Uh, How many of you did that? Okay, I'm sure some of you did that as well. Okay, you you try, uh, one, two, three, and then of course you get confused, because it's, it's impossible you count. And of course, what we can see is just a little, little, little fraction of what is out there. Okay, what is out there is so far beyond what our natural eyes can see. And of course, you know, uh, through development, through uh, uh, technology, we have now uh, been enabled to see things that otherwise we could never see. Maybe we can take another picture. Okay, once again, these are what they call the pillars of creation. And you can see the different colors. We don't know why things are yellow. Why things are, you know, beige or brown or why they are blue. What all of this means, we we cannot fully interpret, okay? Except that we see all of these shiny objects, all of these stars that shine far into uh, our world. Okay, maybe a little further. Okay, this is a a powerful cloud. And you can see that in between that cloud, there are certain, certain... lights which are shining forth. okay? Okay, we're almost done. Maybe one or two more. Finished. Okay, good. I hope, I hope this has given you a little bit of insight, okay? It is not really uh, you know, fully explanation, uh, you know, a full explanation of what is out there, but it just tells us, you know, that we are mere observers of the greatness of our gods. God is a magnificent creator. Okay, these pictures are breathtaking. You know, they show, show us endless formations. And you know, there are billions of variables and still everything works together very well. Of course, scientists are trying to break their, 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 their uh, you know, their mind to, to find out why certain things happen in, such, in this way or in that way. Uh, but just as an observer, you can be able to see the greatness of God. Now, what we must understand that uh, this wonderful creation speaks about 100% integrity of, God, of God's creation. Okay, what do I mean with that? If this was not 100% tuned to itself, it would not have continued to exist for all this time that it has been there, okay? I mean, build a house and then leave it alone, go away for 10 years and come back and see what you find. It will begin to disintegrate. It will begin to, to fall apart, okay? And that's just ten years. I remember when we, when we started our school in, in uh, 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 Southern Province, uh, just uh, next to the Lake Kariba, you know, it was all bush. And so we went there and we cleared the bush. But then, you know, we didn't immediately start uh, to to build. And when we came back, maybe a year ago, later or so, the bush was back. Okay it was no longer cleared like we did clear, you know, we had to start afresh again. Maybe some of the things were were still gone, yes, but others were growing again. So there are things that are happening, and you know, things that are not maintained, they will begin to deteriorate. If you buy a brand new car, and you enjoy it, and you drive it, it will give you service for some time. Okay, but if you never service it, okay, if you never take care of it, you will soon find out that there are problems with your car, okay? It will not give you the service that you expect it to, to have. Because everything that we make has got the sting of uh, destruction or the sting of death inside of it. But when you look at God's creation, it doesn't, okay? God's creation is perfectly aligned to itself and it runs in a very wonderful and perfect way because God is a righteous God. Okay, the Bible tells us that the pillars of God's throne are righteousness and justice. And everything that he makes is based on these pillars of the throne of God, righteousness and justice. So we should be able to see the greatness of God. You know, if if you see the greatness of the universe, if you see the greatness even uh, of of, uh, this world, then you must know that the one who has created all of this is far beyond the greatness of those created things. And the Bible tells us in the book of Romans something very, very interesting. You know, the Bible says, God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities. His eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. That's that's very interesting, isn't it? So God can be known by what he has created. Of course, you cannot know everything about God, but you can know that he is definitely a magnificent, a mighty, a great God. And let us understand that God has Great plans for all of us. You know, again in Psalm nineteen we have read, you know, the message of creation has gone out throughout the earth and the words of the creation of all, all of the world, you know. Uh, we we see what, what God has created and it speaks. Even so there is no this I mean no 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 uh, audible voice that you hear, but it speaks to you in a very powerful way. So everything that is created speaks about the creator. Amazing. That's why, you know, when you look at a human being, you can see certain traits, certain, you know, gifts, certain abilities that will show you this comes from God. You know, let me, let me make this clear. Only God creates, All right. The devil can destroy. You know, the the Bible tells us very clearly that uh, Satan is the one who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He does not create. Okay? And if something is uh, upside down, it's because that which God created has been, you know, put upside down. And, of course, that has happened. You know, at one time, Jesus is talking to uh, some of the people who are criticizing him, who are trying to make his life difficult. And he says to... They are claiming that they are, they are sons of Abraham. And, and, and Jesus says, no, you are not sons of Abraham. You are sons of your father, the devil. Okay, so it's possible that you become a, fa- a son or a daughter of the devil, you know, uh, when, when Christ is not living in you. But of course, that one we don't talk about. This is for, for another time to talk about. But for us who are in Christ... You know, we have the riches of God living in us. Amen? For us who are walking with him, we know that not only has he deposited mighty and powerful things in our lives, but, you know, he has also uh, maintained everything and is continuing to maintain our lives in a very, very powerful way. You should never underestimate what God has given to you. You know, there's a treasure in you you have not Discovered yet. okay. I, I want you to dig deeper into your heart and into your life because there are things in your life that you have not yet discovered, okay. Let me uh, just point it out uh, how how God has been able to uh, to 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 put you know treasures into our lives. Luke chapter 4, verse uh, 6, verse 43. Luke chapter uh, 6, verse 43. The Bible says no good tree bears bad fruit, okay? And I pray that we are all good trees. In fact, we were created to be good trees, but then we were poisoned by the the poison of Satan, okay? So, uh, no good tree, bears bad fruit. So if you're a child of the living God, if you receive the grace of God, you know, if if you are uh, subjecting yourself to the word of God that comes from the Lord, then good fruit is continuing to grow in your life. Amen? Not as a bad tree bear good fruits. Okay? We, We know that. Okay, there are some people who just don't want to Uh, subject to God and they are bad, okay? So yeah, they bear bad fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. Okay, if I put about 10 fruits here and I show you the fruits, can you tell me what trees there are? Of course you can, if I put a mango there, you will tell me this is a mango. If I put an orange there, you say this is an orange. If I put a banana here, you know this is a banana. Okay, it's very easy. And of course you know the same is true when you see a human being and his or her behavior his or her way of living you should be able to say this is good fruit or you say mm, this is bad fruit <laughs> am i right and i think we do see we we see this all the time in our lives okay so, when you see love, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, all of these wonderful things, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you know, this is a child of God. This is a person that we can be able to know where he is connected or she is connected. Okay? But when somebody is always backbiting, somebody is always eager, you know, mean, then you wonder, okay? This person doesn't fit. Am I right? Okay, so uh, scripture tells us people do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his hearts. This is powerful. Okay, then there comes the evil part. I'll leave this for now. Okay, but let me repeat this one. The good man, or woman, brings good things out of the good stored up in his or her heart. So what does this tell you? This tells us that God has stored good things in our hearts, okay? That God has actually given us treasures in our lives, and many of these treasures we are not even fully aware of, okay? You know, many of us, we have never really sat down and, 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 and we have studied certain areas. And, and, you know, many of us were saying, oh, this thing I cannot do, or this thing I cannot do. But you have never tried. You're just saying, I cannot do it because others cannot do it. Or you think others cannot do it, so I can also not do it. But why not sitting down? Why not saying, God, give me grace? Let me understand what ability you have given me. And you will be amazed how God is able to use you in order to bring things out. So the Bible tells us here, for out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Okay? Out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. So what is in you will be seen. Okay? Will come to be known. Maybe you don't see it yourself because sometimes we are blind to ourselves, but others will see Others will know. Others will say, hmm, or others say, praise the Lord, okay, depending on what comes out from somebody's mouth, okay. So uh, watch your mouth. What is coming out? Because what comes out is the overflow of your heart. So there are things stored in your heart, and if you are walking in the grace of God, then good things will come out, Okay. I'm not saying that we will always be perfect, but good things will come out anyway. Okay? And that's what God wants us to, you know, uh, practice more and more and more that good things will happen in our life. So when I say everything that is created will speak about the creator, I'm just telling you that what God has put in your heart will be able to show up as for what it is. You know, when, when you store up the Word of God in your heart, you know, like uh, Psalm 119 says, when you store up uh, the Word of God in your heart, it will help you to overcome sin, okay, so that you do not sin, okay? The Word of God is life. It is light. It is power. It is multiplication. It is harvest, okay? All of these things that come from the Word of God, are being you know, uh, translated and multiplied in our heart so that they can be able to produce even more. You know, you, 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 you may wonder uh, how this treasure that is so vast in every single one of us can fit into our into our brain, into our heart, into our mind, and, you know, within ourselves. And yet, you know, it is just showing you the nature of God. Okay? Because God doesn't need uh, you know, the space of the universe, even so he has it, but he can store his treasures even in very, very tiny cells in our hearts, in our minds. That's amazing. By the way, do you know that there are about 8.7 billion species of plants and animals living in our worlds, in our visible world of what we know, Okay. Of course that 's estimated. Uh, the, the scientists are still trying to count, and there are even more, and some of the things they have never even touched. you know, like uh, many of the creatures that are in the deep ocean, uh, they have not been detected yet they are finding once in a while one in fact uh, i 've read in the, on the internet that every year they are identifying about, uh, uh, identifying about thirteen thousand new species species of, of, of animal or you know, of, of, of plant life in our world, 13,000. Imagine, so 8.7 billion is estimated of species of plants and animals, but only 1.5 around that number are being identified and documented, okay? The others, they're still scratching their heads about it, okay? Maybe you become a scientist and you help identifying some of them. Okay? So what this tells us is that we barely scratched the surface. We really have no clue about the depths of God's mighty creation. So much deeper than we can imagine and that we can catch with our, with our minds. So, you know, as I said, what we produce speaks about what is inside of us. Okay? You know, there are some, some artists who are producing beautiful music, okay? And when they produce that music, you can be able to tell what is inside them, of them. But you will agree with me, there is also some very ugly music, okay? And people are very proud about that music. And some, some of you are listening to the wrong music, I'm telling you, you know? And it's destructive, okay? Music has got power to inspire people to do bad things. It's a well-known fact. In fact, in some criminal scenes, they are, they are playing certain music before they go to, to steal or kill or whatever they do. Okay? So which means that is not, that is not uh, the gift of God. That is the bad fruit that is living inside of the heart of man, you know, because the devil has, has distracted, has, has uh, brought... Uh, confusion into the minds of people. The same is true with paintings. You know, there are some paintings which are very beautiful, but some paintings are so crazy, you don't know what to do with them. And yet some people, they're paying millions of dollars for them, I I don't understand, I don't get it, okay? But you can see, you know, uh, whatever is created, it speaks about the one who brought it into being, okay? So some pictures, when you look at them, you know the guy who has made this picture is confused. Am I right? And if you look uh, at it for too long, you get also confused. So don't don't look at that. Look at the things that are good, that are, you know, uplifting, that makes you uh, praise God. So let's understand that the greatest artist ever, who has ever been, is God himself. Because not only did he create the universe, like we have seen those pictures, not only did he create, you know, uh, uh, this world in which we live, he created 8 billion people, you know, who are living currently in the world, 8 billion, plus those who have lived before us and, you know, from the beginning of time. And not one of them is like the other. Okay? We are all unique. And yet... You know, do you know that we are 99.9% identical? Only 0.1% sets us apart. So we are all brothers and sisters. Scientists have discovered that we have all one, uh, one, you know, parents, one, one, one set of parents. Every human being, no matter what tribe, no matter what race we are, we all go back to one set of parents just like the Bible tells us, okay? So we are 99.9% identical. Our DNA actually doesn't even talk about, about our ethnicity. But we are so similar, so, you know, almost the same. And yet you wonder, why are we seeing people fighting each other? Why are we seeing people killing each other? You know, why is there so much evil in our world when we are supposed to be brothers and sisters? But anyway, you have the answer in the Bible because if one brother like Cain doesn't want to submit to the word of God, he will rise up and kill his brother Abel who has been living in tune with God. It has not changed. It's still the same. Okay? They're brothers. And Cain says, should I be my brother's keeper? And I say, yes, you should be your brother's keeper. You must not backbite. You must not rejoice when somebody is failing. But you should, be, you should be happy when somebody succeeds. And you should help others to succeed. That's the role that we have. That's why we are here. So God created everything and he evaluated everything and he said, and you know, this is God's judgment, it's not a human judgment, and he said, and everything was very good. And for sure, it is very good. Because if it was not very good, it would not be here. It could not have been sustained for all of these hundreds and thousands of years and whatever uh, length of the universe may have been up. Okay. So as far as God is concerned, everything is in tune, in tune with his plan, in tune with his nature, and everything speaks of the nature of God. Now, there's only one variable that God put into his creation that can change all of this, okay? And that variable is our free will, okay? Okay? God has given you and me a will to decide whether we want to submit to all the wonderful things that God has prepared and created or whether we go our own way. Okay? That that uh, decision was uh, made visible in the two trees that were in the Garden of Eden. Okay, the tree of life that was... Uh, Give, would have given us the outflow of the life of God constantly. And those who are in Christ Jesus today, they live by the grace of God. That means we are living by the tree of life. Amen? Or why do we choose the tree of knowledge of good and evil? And unfortunately, our first parents chose to disobey God, they chose the variable. That would change the whole picture, the whole equation of the universe, and it became a world of evil. Okay? We see this up to today. It has not changed. But thank God, we have the choice. We can come back to walk in the grace of our God. Okay? Uh, John chapter 1 tells us that from his grace we have all received grace upon grace. And that grace is available to us every single day. You know, and when we are born of God, you know, the fuel that keeps us going is the word of God. Okay? You can't, you can't afford to, uh, to, to just, uh, you know, have mere religion in your life. Because religion will not give you the fuel that drives you forward. You need the word of God. Because the word is life. The word is grace. The word is love. The word is light. All the good things come through the word. So death and destruction was introduced through disobedience. Because human beings decided they would be eating from the wrong tree. But the good thing is, we are not condemned to the wrong tree. Jesus has come to redeem us from the power of sin and darkness so that we can once again be able to nourish our lives from the tree of life. Amen. Now, what we must understand is, you know, that all of us as similar or as as different than we are we all are displaying some special thing that God has given to us that speaks about our creator okay you know you are wonderfully and uniquely made so please never compare yourself with others because you are not an other you are you Okay, that is the biggest problem that we have in our world today. People feel inferior because they compare themselves with somebody else and they say, ah, I wish I would be like him or like her. You know, you will never be like anybody else because you are you. Okay? And you have value. In the eyes of God, there is no one who is made exactly like you. There is something special that God has given you that others don't have the way you have it. That's what makes us individuals. That makes us the kind of people that we are. And, you know, we should learn to treasure the way God made us. Okay, if there are shortcomings in in our life, let's deal with them. But we should treasure the things that God laid into our lives and our hearts. They're good things. They're very powerful things that God wants to accomplish in our lives. So we all reflect God's plan for our lives, and you know, not just for our individual and personal lives, because God always uh, has the bigger picture in mind. You know, that's why we should never just uh, look at uh, being saved as just me and myself and I. You know, but we are saved for the good of the community, for the good of the church, for the good of the assembly. You know, we are brothers and sisters. We we belong together. We need each other. So we are not loners in the world, but we, we are people who are connecting to one another. And in what God made, he brings together people who are able to connect in order to be able to achieve greater things. You know, I think the quality of our connection decides upon what we can be able to accomplish. And I think if we can be able to connect better, if we are able to connect deeper in many different ways, we can do much, much more than what we are currently doing, okay? I mean, I don't want to take this on the level of of, of material things, but maybe just an example, If, if there are 100 people and uh, each one of them is stenchy and gives one quacha, then you have 100 quacha. What can you do with 100 quacha? Not much, huh? You are quite, uh, I, 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 have I hit you somewhere where you don't like it? You know. But imagine there are 100 people where each one of them gives a 1,000. Okay, or gives even more than that then of course more money will come together and more can be accomplished. Now, I'm just using this as a picture. I'm not talking about money per se. Even so, that also is part of the the equation. But if we put our abilities, our gifts, our talents together, we can be able to accomplish so much more. If you isolate from everybody else, yes, you can do something. Maybe you can sing a solo. And people are saying, oh, sounds good. But if you could be singing in a, in a quartet, maybe it would be so much better. You understand? If you have one instrument, maybe, yes, they, depending on how good you play it, it may, may be good, maybe a nice, nice sound. But if you have an orchestra with maybe 30 or 40 different instruments lined up, hey, it sounds so much better. And that is true for us human beings. You know, God has given each and every one of us a unique sound. You know, just like an instrument has got a unique sound. And, and I don't know if I would ask you how many instruments do you know? How many instruments can you remember and tell me right now? I'm not sure how many you could. But there are many different instruments. And each of them have a very unique sound. They produce something that is not like the others. Because if you have an instrument that produces the sound of another, then you don't need that one. Then there's one too much, isn't it? So they're only making sense because they are different. And that's the way we are. We are different from each other. And we are to produce a unique sound in the earth. We are to produce a a unique gift and talent that uh, we can... Use to praise God and serve God with what he has given to us. So God has given every one of us much more than we are aware of. And I think it's good for us to, you know, to explore, to investigate. You know, uh, what are you good at? What do you like to do? You know, some of these things we should ask ourselves. You know, we should ask God, Lord, what is it that you want me to accomplish? What do you want me to achieve in my life? And you know, there are certain things that God has given you. Uh, Even when you do them, you will be deeply excited. You will be deeply happy. You know, if I'm not a musician, then music will be a, a pain for me. But if God has given me the gift of music, then, you know, I will rejoice in doing that. You understand? Maybe I use the the example of um, of maths, mathematics. A lot of people struggle with mathematics, isn't it? But those who like it, they excel. And they like it. And they are very, very excited about mathematics, isn't it? Okay, how many are mathematicians here? Okay, for those of you, those of you who are not mathematicians, you think, oh, please leave me alone with that, you know? <laughs> and, and I know many of us, we have struggled in school with, with mathematics, but, but some people are just good, and you know, mathematicians are required in our world. They're very important, okay? You know, they are, they are required in building, they are required in industry, they are required in, in so many different areas. Because mathematics is important. Okay? So God has given each and every one of us gifts and talents and abilities in an amazing way. And it's, it's important for us to discover more and more of what God has put into our lives. You know, as old as I am, you know, one would say, uh, you know, when you get older, then you are, you know, you're going to, like, uh, diminish bit by bit. Actually, I can tell you it's not true. You know, those who tell you like this, uh, they, are, they don't understand what it means. You know, I've, I've reached a good age, and uh, this is when I appreciate even more the good things that God has laid into my life. Some of the things that I discover now I wish I would have discovered them 30 or 40 years ago, but thank God I discover them now. Okay? It's not too late. And, you know, life is full of, uh, of the power of God. Okay? Life is eternal. Okay? We, we have always the idea that life is fizzling out at, at certain times. You know, just because you see my body maybe becoming older and my hair is getting gray and, 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 and maybe less than before, uh, does not mean that the quality of life is, is diminishing. Actually, you know, it's just the body. The body, we know. We will do away with it and we get a new one. But in reality, life is eternal. Okay? And we have the life of God that has been coming to us in Christ Okay? And that life is expanding, you know, like the Bible says, inwardly we are renewed day by day. Okay? Our, our body is like a tent that is, you know, going to, uh, to distract in, 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 in the future. But our inward heart, our inward mind, our inward life is being renewed day by day because we have the Word of God, we have the grace of God, which builds us from... Strength to strength. So, remember, the good man, the good woman, brings good things which stores in their hearts. And I want to challenge you, you know, that you are not selfish to keep the good things to yourself. In fact, one thing I can assure you, And I've got experience The more you share the good things in you The more it will multiply The more it will be rewarding You know people who are stingy They're always unhappy But people who are sharing They are able to learn To rejoice in their sharing And when you give You know then God has a good reason To refill you again You know if you're never giving There's no need to refill you you see, if I don't drink this glass uh, and it's always full, why should somebody put more, more water into it? Okay, But if I drink it and I finish it, then it can be filled. And it will be filled. Water is life. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we need to learn to share. We need to learn to bring out. God wants us to be a good tree. A tree is producing fruit, okay? I like fruit, fruit is healthy, okay? So in in our fridge there are always some fruits, okay? And right now we have a tree in front of our house which is full of mangoes, okay? Fruits are good, okay? And fruits are produced for the good of the people. Do you think the, the tree is producing fruit for itself? Have you ever seen a tree eating its mangoes or its bananas? No, they are being produced for the good of us. And likewise, you know, when God has given you a certain uh, blessing, a certain talent, a certain gift, you know, don't, don't try to keep it to yourself in a selfish way, but share it with as many people as you can. Because that's why you have been given. And you know, the more you share, the more you get back. Because when you share with others, then they will also open their hearts to you and give you things that you have not even asked for. And they will be a blessing to you as well. And that's what we need to learn, okay? We need to come out of this cycle of the imprisonment. You know, Jesus has come to open the, 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 the prison door of the captives. He takes us out of, of uh, The imprisonment of sin and sin is selfish. It always looks inside as me, myself and I. But when God opens the prison doors then we become a blessing to many people around us. And you know, God wants us to become a greater and more influential blessing to the people who are around us. Let us learn to do that. Okay? Let us learn to be such kind of people who are able to become a blessing. Let me read from the book of Colossians, a very well-known scripture. Colossians chapter 1, verse 25, up to 29. The Bible says here, I have become its servant. Okay? Understand that God has called us to be servants. We are here to serve others. And Jesus said, the one who wants to be the greatest among you, let him be the servant of all. And Jesus was the servant of all. So he served. And that's why we are here today. And we are still able to, you know, see the glory of God. We are still seeing the mighty, you know, blessings that come through him and from him. Okay? Okay. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations but is now disclosed to the saints. Praise God. So that which has been hidden in the past is no longer hidden. It is being disclosed. That's why we are here. That's why we are speaking openly about the treasures of God. That's why we are able to, you know, go deeper and deeper in understanding what God has prepared for those who love him. Okay? So God has disclosed to the saints the mystery that has been kept hidden. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, which is Christ in you. Praise the Lord. Christ in you. You know what did I say before? In Luke chapter six verse forty-five it says, The good man brings good things out of the good stored in his high, in his heart. And if Christ in his us is in us, then we have got a lot of good things that can come forth from our hearts. Amen? And that's what God wants. So share Christ, share his love, share his his concerns, share his goodness. His gentleness. His love. So we proclaim him admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. Praise the Lord. Isn't that powerful? You know Paul says my aim with all of this that I'm doing is that I can present everyone perfect in Christ. Okay? When we have come into this world, some of us, we have been really very, very imperfect, you know. We have been a, a, a heap of rubble with all kinds of uh, trouble. But God is perfecting us through his word. God is transforming us. God is changing us. Sometimes it takes long because we are, we are we're not cooperating well. But God wants us to cooperate with him so that we can be the kind of people that can be a blessing to others. So we read here, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glorious riches of God are inside of us. Okay? Are deposited into our lives. Okay? There is much more inside of you than you you can imagine. And if you have not discovered yet, ask the Lord to show you. And then, you know, when you are dispensing what you have, God will even give you more and more and more. But we need to dispense. God will not just give it to you when you are just selfishly sitting on everything that you have. You need to become a blessing. That's what God wants us to be. Okay, so God has created us for that purpose that there should be a treasure flowing forth from our lives. You know, just like Jesus is using the the example of a tree or of a branch. You know, he says, I'm the vine, you are the branches And every branch in me will bear much fruit. So in other words, God says, you know, when you are in me, when you are connected to me, then there is a flow of life flowing through your heart, through your mind, and you will be able to produce good fruit. Fruit that will become a blessing to many others around us. And that's what he wants to do in every single one of us. Not in a few selected ones, but in every single one of us. It doesn't matter what you call yourself, you know. I mean, today we have got a lot of people who, have, who like titles, you know. You don't need a title in order to become a blessing, you know. You can just be who you are and be a blessing, okay. You don't need to have a, a, a big title, you know, like man of God, because you are a man of God, a woman of God anyway, okay. You don't need to call yourself prophet, uh, you know, apostle, healer, or whatever else, you know, so so many titles are around here. Actually, just be a blessing. Just produce good fruit. Just let people see, you know, it is good to be close to you. And they will be attracted. Okay? They will be attracted because they know, here I'm getting good, good blessings. And that's what it should be. So we proclaim here, we proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. To this end, I labor, struggling with all his energy, which so so powerfully works in me. And you know, Paul says that the power of God is working inside of him. His energy is working powerfully in him. And that is true for all of us. God's power, God's energy wants to work in you as well. To bear good fruits, To bring forth wonderful things. That will speak about the creator. About the originator. About God. You know, all of what God has created will speak about him. Okay? And whatever good things you are able to produce, it will speak about the one who has given it to you. Okay, because we are journals of God's blessings. God wants us to experience the greatness of giving. And you know, there's nothing better than giving in our world. It makes you so satisfied. It makes you so happy when you can help somebody who is in need. And I think this is what we need to do much more. So, brothers and sisters, great things are awaiting us. Okay, wonderful things are ahead of us. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 7. The Bible says here, no, the wisdom we speak, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden Even so, he made it for the ultimate glory, for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what scripture means when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Okay? There are things that you have not seen. There are things that you have not heard. There are things that you have not imagined. But if you take steps of faith, certain things will come to be visible. Okay? Okay? In the beginning, we read the scripture from the book of Hebrews 11, verse 3, and it says, by faith, we understand. Okay? Faith, first and foremost, gives you understanding. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. So, by faith, we can be able to do things that we thought we will never able to accomplish. And remember... God created you. You are part of God's creation. God filled you with his goodness, with his kindness. Okay? And even if you say, but I've been in the world, I've been, you know, destroyed uh, by all kind of uh, vices, you know. uh, Let me tell you, God will be able to restore you. God will be able to bring you back to what he had intended you to be from the very beginning. So that you will be able to see things you could never imagine. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has ever imagined. That is what God has prepared for those who love him. And you know, God loves us. God wants us to be multipliers of his love, of his fruits. That's why Jesus said, when you bear much fruit, you bring glory to my father. And of course, not only will we bring glory to the Father, but the fruits that are uh, received by the people we serve are being a blessing to them. And brothers and sisters, become a blessing, okay? All of us, we should be known as the people that God has created, as sheep of his pasture, as the Bible says, okay? And everything... Everything that is created will speak about its creator. Okay? So let our lives speak about the God of kindness, the God of goodness, the God of love. Okay? There are some people who are trying to deny that God exists. But that's a futile exercise because we cannot deny him. Even them who deny... Their very life speaks about their creator. Okay? Because they have not made themselves. They didn't bring them into this world by themselves. They are created by God. Maybe they are mixed up. Maybe they are not what God wanted them to be. But they are still created. And so brothers and sisters, let us be what God wants us to be. Okay? Let us be good trees that bear good fruit. And in Psalm 1, the Bible tells us that the righteous man is like a tree that is planted on the rivers and that bears fruit in its season. And everything he does will prosper. Isn't that a good promise? So, seek to bear greater fruits. And let me tell you, you can bear greater fruit than you have ever borne before because the grace of God is available for us on a daily basis. The word of God brings us life, okay? It is very interesting when you are looking at the growth process that takes place in nature. You know, like I told you, I've got this tree uh, uh, in our yard. That tree now... Um, we have been in that place for 30 years. And when we arrived there, that tree was already big. And for 30 years, this year, this tree has produced and produced and produced and produced. That to me is a picture of, of, of blessedness. Okay, this year it is more full than for many other years. Okay, and, uh, and, and uh, maybe I, I, I can't remember, but uh, I, I think you know, every year the mangoes become even bigger. Amazing. Okay. And that tree, you know, I've known it for 30 years and I don't know how many more years it was there before I knew it. And it still produces. Every season, there is a crop. That's what we should be. We should be good trees. Bearing good fruit. Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Every branch in me will bear fruit. Okay? Those, those branches they just grow. None of them is trying to, you know, box the other and saying, Hey, I was here first. They all find space and they all produce. That's amazing. And in the same way, there's room for all of us. God has brought us into this world for such a time as this, so that we are becoming a blessing to his kingdom. That we are becoming a blessing to the people around us, to those who know Jesus, and those who don't know him. Because your fruit should be serving to the people that you meet. Don't eat your own fruit, okay? There will be enough fruit that God will give you from others, but your fruit is for the others. Okay? May the Lord bless you richly. Amen. Let us pray. Lord our God, we are so grateful that you open your word to us to give us a deeper understanding about your intentions, about your plans, about your nature. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have done in our own personal lives, that you have done in our congregation. And Lord Jesus, we yield to you and we ask you, Lord, help us that we are not just looking at ourselves, but Lord, that we are able to bear much more fruit to enrich the lives of others around us. Lord, let us be able to speak about you, our creator, the one who has given us all these wonderful things in order for you to be seen by the world around us. Lord, you send your son into this world so that the world could see you because Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. And Lord Jesus, I pray that people will see you in us. May all of us be able to say, when you see me, you see Jesus. When you see me, you see the Father. Lord Jesus, thank you that you have enriched our lives in such a powerful way. And Lord, help us to widen our horizon for more of the things that you have already laid into our lives that we, are not yet, that we have not yet discovered. Jesus, I pray that you guide us and that you lead us and that you let us be bearing fruit that you have enabled us to bring force in our lives. We give you honor and we give you praise. And everyone say, Amen. 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 Amen.